Hello and welcome back to Overtime Operators. I am one of your hosts today, Casey at Niners underscore Fanman, here with my guy Daps. Daps, how you doing? Doing well out here. Doing well. Yeah. How did NFL Week Four treat you? Uh, very well. Very well. Uh, two and one in fantasy. Really needed to win in one league though, and I I didn't. This guy came back. Heartbreaking loss for me. DK Metcalf. <sighs> Put me out of my yeah. misery on Monday night. Man, uh, I saw somebody, or actually I saw a bunch of people posting screenshots losing to the Seahawks defense that put up something crazy like 30-something points, uh, depending on your scoring format, of course. I mean, you just hate to see a Monday night game be so lopsided, deciding fantasy matchups, basically irrelevant for real football. I don't think we learned anything really about the Seahawks or the Giants just because of how lopsided that game was. I don't know. Do you share any 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 opinions or have any different opinions there? I would agree. I think the uh, the Seahawks also beat the Lions. So I think the Seahawks are kind of like this interesting team to be looking out for. Um, we'll see if they can beat a, a legitimate team. But again, the Lions look really strong and their one losses to the Seahawks. The Giants, the Cowboys, the the Jets. There's a, there's a couple teams, the Chargers, that I normally will not bet on the game at all because the teams are so inconsistent. And that works in both ways. Even if, you know, you go the Jets, well, the Jets are easy to bet on because they're so bad. And then they show up and they cover the spread against the Chiefs, right? So there's a couple teams in the league that I don't want to even touch the game. Like I said, Cowboys, Chargers, so inconsistent with their play. Sometimes they look like the best team in the league and sometimes they just, they stink. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, There's, as it's shaping up in the NFL season, there's some teams that I'm just uncomfortable betting on at all. Let's see if that's reflected in our bets later on in the show. Uh, to kick things off, I wanted to talk a little bit about the remaining undefeated teams. There's only two left. Uh, we'll also take a look at the remaining winless teams. There's only two of those as well. And uh, wouldn't you know it, they're all in the NFC. So lots of controversy. Every year it seems like we have this like AFC versus NFC kind of outlook. AFC is always the like, powerhouse and nfc is like well somebody's got to win it you know uh this year very uh you're getting getting the extremes on the nfc side so let's start with the extreme good because why not uh the eagles and the 49ers are the two four and oh teams i'm curious daps uh which team do you think is better uh, and why do you think that and i'm also curious which one do you think will remain undefeated longer i also have their schedules ready if you want me to pull those up as well so at the moment, I think you have to give the edge to the Eagles just because they went to the Super Bowl last year. Now Niners fans are going to say, well, Brock Purdy got hurt and he didn't play in that game. Absolutely. Um, but uh, based on a technicality, again, they still won the game. They still got in there. I would have loved to see Niners at full strength against Eagles at full strength. I think that's a real exciting game. I don't know if that's on their schedule this year. I hope it is. Uh, and I assume it is because the Niners are playing the Cowboys. So I would assume they're playing the whole division. They've already played the Giants. So, yeah. So the Niners are going to play the Eagles at some point. Um, and this week now you have the Niners versus the Cowboys. So this is the true test of are the Cowboys for real, which most years they're not. The Cowboys have blown out three teams bad. Blew out the Jets by 30. Blew out the Giants by 40. Blew out the Patriots by 40 or 30 right and then they lose to the cardinals so what's going on 
The spread's three and a half. Very interesting game. That's the the game I want to watch. I potentially might fly to the Bay just to watch the game. We'll see um, for the night. That's a cool game to watch. I like that. A quick look ahead for the Eagles. They have the Rams up this week. Then they got the uh, the lowly Jets. Uh, then we have the Dolphins. And, you know, we haven't jumped to the Niners side yet, but I actually would lean towards the Niners. I mean, fancy that uh, kind of biased Niners fan here. Uh, but I do think that this is the, the real test for the Eagles, right? I mean, coming up in three weeks here against the Dolphins. We've seen the Dolphins at their best. They are a top three team in the NFL. I think that's hard to argue. Uh, maybe when they're not at their best, they're not quite there, but they can put up 70 points in a game. So they can beat anybody in the league. Just a matter of will they win on this random Sunday? Uh, so I think that's, that's the way it looks at you are correct. By the way, they are going to play the Niners uh, on December 3rd here. So even if both teams go into that, I mean, I would love to see a battle of the unbeatens that deep into the season. That would be great. They'd have to get past the chiefs and the bills right before that though. And then they have the Cowboys after this. I mean, this this four-week stretch right here, are there four better teams besides the Eagles? Uh, are there four better teams that they could have to play in a row right here? I don't know. I mean, those are four, maybe the four best teams right now. I mean, or four of the top six teams. So that's where the Eagles really are going to show us who they are. And that, that's exciting though. You want to see that. You want to see the the best teams playing each other during the season because also just because you beat somebody in the regular season doesn't mean you're going to beat them again in the playoffs or if you end up facing them in the Super Bowl. That's what's incredible about sports. So, I'm excited for November 20th, that little uh that little Thanksgiving to early December run. That's going to be cool. I agree. Speaking of the best teams playing one another, you already pointed it out. The Cowboys go to Santa Clara to play the Niners this week. I think that's on everybody's calendar. That's marked. This is kind of the the first time we're seeing two teams labeled powerhouses go up against each other. Of course, the Cowboys not undefeated anymore. Uh, they kind of fumbled one game there that they probably should have won. Uh, but I think this one's going to be a good game. I, I have the Niners getting past the Cowboys here and staying unbeaten. Uh, of course, I, I said that you know the, the Eagles would be the first one to fall off in three weeks. Uh, but looking at their schedule here, I think if they do get past the Cowboys, I don't think this is my bias talking. The Browns, the Vikings, this year's Bengals, the Jaguars, the Bucks. Maybe when you get to the Seahawks here, I see as like another big test for them. Seahawks always play the Niners close, and they got them sandwiched between that game with the Eagles there. So kind of a similar thing here when we look ahead. Maybe not a super tough four-game stretch, but these three games in a row for the Niners – and probably this week with the Cowboys, I think that kind of makes up their four toughest matchups uh, in that same time frame. So I really like betting on the Niners to stay undefeated longer, assuming they can get past the uh, Cowboys this week. What, what do you think is going to happen here before this for the Niners uh, leading up to the matchup with the Eagles, Dabs? Well, also, oddly enough, the Buccaneers are 3-1. and one. It's true. So uh, I'm not saying the Niners are going to have trouble with them, but at the same time... They're three and one. Um, we'll see what they can do. I, I didn't think Baker was for real. I've always rooted for Baker, though. I've always, you know, kind of thought he didn't he didn't get kind of the respect he deserves. He listen, he doesn't show up a lot, though. So listen, every every time a quarterback goes to a new team, it's kind of like a, a, a refresh or a, a restart, right? They have a solid defense. They got Mike Evans and they got Chris Godwin over there. Rashad White's eh, not that impressive, but 
the, the weak division, right? I don't think they're going to be able to compete with the Niners. So I'll give the Niners a, an easy win there. The Seahawks, listen, you know all your division rivals are going to play you tough. You saw what happened with the Rams. Um, in Seattle, could the Niners lose that game? Absolutely. Or could they split? But again, at, at this current moment, no one's stopping Christian. You got Ayuk, you got Debo, you got Kittle, who had one point in fantasy last week, by the way, for my team, which is a joke. It's like Christian does not need five touchdowns. Put him on the bench after the third one, right? So well, I think we've learned when Brandon Ayuk plays, George Kittle uh, is not in the game plan, basically. No, no. Sadly. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, C- Christian McCaffrey, probably the first like actual potential MVP candidate in the last 10 years. I think it was 2012, the last time a non-QB won MVP in the NFL. So that's a, that's an interesting MVP watch. I don't think any random quarterback winning is going to you know be all that earth-shattering. But if somebody other than a quarterback wins, I think that's something interesting to look out for. So let's flip the script now, Daps. Those are the two maybe best teams, the two best records in football. Let's go to the two teams with the worst record in football, the two teams without a win. And I think this could end up in a pretty interesting place, if I'm being completely straightforward with you here. So the Panthers are the first of these two teams. Uh, The Panthers, we're looking for an opportunity for them to win. Uh, The other winless team, by the way, is the Bears. I mean, looking at the Panthers' schedule coming up here, Lions, Dolphins, Texans, who might be a surprise of the NFL right now, Colts, and then the Bears. Those first four matchups, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. Do you see an opportunity for, for this Panthers team to win one of these games? Definitely not the next two. Um, I think the Lions are minus nine this week. I have them winning big. Bryce Young does not look confident. He looks shaken up. I thought they looked better with Andy Dalton more in the game. Uh, could they beat the Texans or the Colts? For sure. Um, I think it's also interesting that they're going to play the Bears, so not both teams not both teams can go undefeated, right, or uh, winless, rather. Um, and then the next thing is, the Bears have the Panthers' first-round pick this year. So as it currently stands, the Bears have the first and the second pick in the draft, which is wild. Um, can't write this Jets, stuff. You can't write this stuff. As a Jets fan, I'm going, trade me Justin Fields, right? Uh, okay. So we'll see what happens. Aaron Rodgers is uh, in a walking boot after 13 days. They said he's supposed to be in that, uh, that cast for six weeks. 13 days later, he's walking around. So I'm not a, a lunatic Jets fan who's going to say he's coming back early. but <laughs> He's coming back next love, week. That's what I heard. Yeah, I, was, I would love to see him playing again, right? <laughs> yeah. So just so we're doing our due diligence here, here's the flip side of that. The Bears have the Commanders, the Vikings, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Saints before their matchup with the Panthers. Maybe some, some winnable games here. You know, the Commanders... You know, you never know what the Raiders are going to do. The Vikings, same thing. But the way that the Bears have looked, I don't think any of these are like prime for the plucking. You know, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that they have a lot of opportunities to win games unless they just do something totally different. Cut Justin Fields loose. Let him go play some backyard football. I hope same thing with the uh, the Niners and Eagles matchup. I hope we see two unbeaten teams go against each other in that one. I hope on November 9th, which that's not the same week that the Niners and Eagles are playing. No, this is earlier. Uh, I hope that we see the Panthers and the Bears zero wins against zero wins, and somebody comes out of that with one win. Uh, that would be 
interesting, I think. Uh, I think either way, the Bears, you know, they're looking pretty good for their picks next year uh, based off what you said there, Dabs. So I agree with you on that one. All right, let's keep this thing moving. <clears throat> I have some other questions for you, Dabs. Kind of, uh, let, me, let me pull up the standings here maybe, but I have some teams that I want to know if you think are still going to make the playoffs. So uh, first one up here. Uh, I actually, let's go to the AFC side of things first. We have, we have the Bengals who I want to take a look at here. Bengals. I think everybody's been waiting for the turnaround to come. They are one in three. They're last place in their division. Uh, Joe Burrow looked like he was taking a step forward the game before this most recent one. And now we're not so sure. They're always a second half team in the season, but it feels like they're they're stacking L's. It's going to be tough to turn this thing around. Daps, where you got them? Are the Bengals going to make the playoffs this year, or is this going to be a big disappointment for Cincinnati? I mean, if the Bengals win this week, they're two and three, and this is not going to be like the first two and three team that makes the playoffs, right? So I don't it's think we need to hit the win this week, though, right? Big if. Listen, I don't think we need to hit the, the overreact button. I think the, the truth of the matter is that Joe Burrow in practice in you know training camp probably hurt himself. He probably should have taken the first two to four weeks off because it looks like they'd probably be in the same situation with a backup quarterback, one and three. Except and now might Burrow might have – right, right. So now Burrow looks like he, he can't put pressure on that, that calf um, – I don't know the extent of the injury, right? I don't get all that information. This is just as a, a fan of football watching the game. This doesn't look like the Joe Burrow that we've seen in the past. So that's that's my assessment of it. I completely agree with you. I think uh, right now, I mean, this is why I added them to this segment. I have no idea what to think about the Bengals right now. Uh, you said, yeah, if they win, you know, they're almost 500. They can come and do it. They do that every year, it seems like, come back from a bad record. But on the flip side, you know, like I said, it's a big if that they win this week. And if they lose, they're one in four. I mean, how many one in four teams make the playoffs? Seems like the odds really swing against you if that's your uh, your first five-game stretch of the season. But if some team could do it, a team like the Bengals could, especially if Joe Burrow gets right. Uh, but I think I saw something that Jamar Chase was, was kind of mad. Maybe it was somebody reading between the lines. They saw him being frustrated somewhere. And I think maybe he might have mentioned like they probably should have sat Burrow for the first four weeks, like you were mentioning, uh, because, yeah, they would have been in the same spot more than likely. And you would have had your guy back a little bit full, a little bit more full health, which everybody wants to see in Cincinnati. So uh, I'm in agreement with you. If I if gun to my head, I think the Bengals missed the playoffs this year. I think it's but it's early. I, I, at, at this point, I'd have to agree at the same time, you know, talking out a scenario, the Steelers are playing the Ravens this week. If the Steelers beat the Ravens, which I don't think is that ridiculous to say, they're two and three and the Ravens are three and two. Even if the Bengals lost, they're two games out of first place in the division, right? So when you look at it like that, even if the Bengals lose this week and they go one and four and the Steelers win, they're two games out of first place in their division. So again, I'm not the guy who overreacts this early in the season. We've seen it before. Obviously you don't like the odds at one and four. It's, it's really though, it's more about the, the, the standings. It's about Joe Burrow's health. If he is continually playing and his 
leg is not healing every week, then no, they're not going to make the playoffs. And and even if they made the playoffs, you don't want to see them there because I don't want to see a hurt uh, Joe Burrow instead of a healthy Kenny Pickett or Deshaun Watson. I'd rather just see a team at full health. Like we said earlier, Eagles play the Niners last last season in that, that uh, NFC Championship game. And you just don't want to see it. You don't want to see the Eagles beat the Niners by 30 because Brock Purdy can't throw the ball and Christian McCaffrey's coming in and playing quarterback. So... I don't want to see the Eagles beat the Niners by 30 points regardless, but that's beside your point. Uh, I completely agree with you for what it's worth. Uh, that calf is what's hanging in the balance in the AFC North. It's kind of hilarious. That's what it comes down to. Uh, but that's what the situation is. So keep an eye on Joe Burrow's calf and bet accordingly. All right, moving on. The next team I want to know, uh, bubble playoff team here. I said they're a surprise. This whole division's kind of a surprise. Uh, completely 500 division here. As up in the air as you could be at this point, I think a lot of people had the Colts leading this division. A lot of people had the Jaguars leading this division. Maybe some people had the Titans. Very few people had the Texans in the mix here in this division, and especially the way that they've been winning. You know, I mean, we're seeing this rookie lead the team to victory. He's putting up big stats. He's accounting for a lot of the scoring. Meanwhile, you know, Trevor Lawrence not looking as good as a lot of people expected in Jacksonville. Anthony Richardson, he's finding it hard to stay in games. Is he going to make it through his whole rookie season? We don't know. Gardner Minshew is a good backup option. But if Richardson goes down, can Minshew lead them to the playoffs and into playoff wins? I don't know. And who are the Titans? I I thought I had them figured out until this last game. Then Derrick Henry looks like Derrick Henry again, and they're making plays. This whole division is completely up for grabs in my opinion, but my question to you is, are the Texans going to make the playoffs this year with a rookie quarterback and C.J. Stroud? This division, in my opinion, stinks, so I think that the Texans can absolutely make the playoffs. Uh, I think all these teams can make the playoffs. <laughs> it's just who gets hot at the right moment. The Titans are, are one of those teams, by the way, who we were talking about earlier with inconsistency, who you don't want to make any play on any week, right, the, in, with the Chargers and the Giants and the Cowboys. You know, they just play inconsistent. Sometimes they show up, play defense, run the ball, and they just take over games. But Tannehill cannot be trusted to kind of have the, the game in his hands. He just He's just not that guy. Now, that's not to say he can't make plays, um, but when they get behind in games and they can't run the ball, Tannehill is not going to win you the game. It's just that's not how the Titans play ball. They, they play bully ball. They beat you, you know, uh, between the chains, right? They're they're beating you on the offensive and the defensive line. When they set the the tone early with Henry, that's when they dominate games. It's just it's it's not easy to do that against certain teams in this league because teams that air out the ball when you go you go down a touchdown or two touchdowns and then you got to kind of answer them with a touchdown. It's hard if if that defense is stacking, uh, you know, nine or ten in the box against Henry. It's just it's just tough. I agree with you. Yeah, that one's up for grabs. I do like the Texans for what it's worth. I think they will be the team that gets hot at the right time. But let's move on to the AFC West. Last one in the AFC here that I want you to answer, Daps. The Chiefs out ahead, the Raiders and Broncos in the cellar here in this division, and the Chargers sitting at 2-2. Two and two. Same with the whole AFC South. Another one, you know, Justin Herbert's look good. Why do they only have two wins? You know, this feels like the future isn't completely written for them, in, in pen at least. Maybe it's uh, sketched in pencil. Uh, I have a feeling I know where you're going on this, but Daps, do the Chargers make the playoffs this year? I think the Chargers will make the playoffs. The Chargers uh, blew the game against the Dolphins, by the way. They should have won that game earlier in the season. And 
if they do win that game, they're three and one. The Dolphins have two losses. Everybody's not making a big deal about the Dolphins. The Chargers are probably in the top five conversation of you know power rankings. I I just think that right now, these next two weeks, a lot of the conversations we're having right now, in two weeks, these conversations are way more serious. Right now, mm-hmm. the Chargers win, they're three and two. The Chiefs win, they're four and one. Uh, but if the Chiefs lose a game, right, the, the Chargers are only one game behind the Chiefs. Also, the Broncos and the Raiders, who, by the way, they look like they both stink right now, they get a win, they're two and three, and the Chiefs get a loss, and they're three and two. Now we're talking about, like we talked about with the AFC North, you're one game behind the division lead, and you get a little momentum, and you get a little confidence back. That We are still so, so early in the NFL season. None of these teams who are you know leading the division, it means nothing right now. The next four weeks are going to mean a lot. I do agree with you. We're getting a little bit ahead of this. You know, we like to be ahead of the game on overtime operators. So, yeah, maybe in a couple more weeks, these will solidify in conversations. We'll have a clearer picture. We're going to try to make our guess what these things are. So, uh, in the NFC DAPs, we're going to do the same exercise, but I couldn't resist uh, pinning inner division rivals against one another. So, my first question let's do a, a two pack here. The Packers and the Vikings. I think they're in a similar spot as far as making the playoffs. Two and two Packers starting to show their true colors, in my opinion. Jordan Love looking like he is human, uh, not not the next coming of of uh, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers necessarily. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. They look like a very 500 football team. And the Vikings, I mean, we're looking terrible. Kirk Cousins was playing incredible for the first three games and they lost all three. Then Kirk has a bad game and they win. So I don't know what to make of that on a team basis, but they're one in three. And what do we think in the NFC North? Does Do one of these teams make the playoffs? Do both? Do neither? If you had to call it today, what do you say? Packers and Vikings. Um, I like the Vikings to go on a little hot streak at some point during the season. They just have so much offensive firepower. Kirk Cousins is top five in passing touchdowns and yards. So if if they get on a roll they're going to be they're going to be tough to beat especially at home in the dome they're going to they're going to throw the ball i think the packers can definitely go on a skid but same scenario imagine if the bears won their next two games they're 2 and 4 and then the lions win one game and or they split their next two they're 4 and 2 it, now we're talking about the bears are two games behind the lions and i'm not advocating for the bears you know being a, a playoff team but my whole point is that over the next four weeks, everything is way different than it's than it is right now. Even over the next two weeks, because if the Bears lose the next two games, yeah, for sure, zero and six, you're not doing much, right? One and five, you're not yeah. doing much. But the Bears last week fields through for over 300 yards, four touchdown passes, has a fumble and an interception late. They blow the game. The interception really didn't matter. It was at the you know it was third and thirteen. He was trying to. Well, I guess it did matter because if they kicked the field goal, they would have won. Uh, but I watched the play, and Cole Komet, he kind of got caught, and Fields thought he was going one way, and he went the other way. That's how the interception happened. So the Bears are one and three. They're in a way different scenario right now. Um, so week by week, th- that's what makes football amazing. Um, I think the Vikings go on a little run. I think the Lions are very strong, two really solid running backs, play great defense. Goff is good enough to get you by. He has a ton of talent ton of receivers so i'm going packers skid and vikings going to run right now so i'm gonna love go that vikings in the playoffs yeah love that I, I i have a similar mindset as you on that one 
which is how I had it before the season started, and I'm not ready to switch off of that take yet. Uh, I was getting close, though. Jordan Love was looking pretty good uh, until he wasn't, so kind of like to see that, honestly. All right, last one here, last pair of teams. Similar thing here. It's all tied up in knots. Like you said, the Bucks are 3-1 and one leading this division. By no means are they guaranteed to make the playoffs, but as of right now, they would be going. So let's take a look at these next two teams at 2-2. Two and two. The Falcons and Saints, both very middling teams. Again, do either of these teams, do both make it or just, just one, neither? I don't know. Who, who makes the playoffs here? Falcons, Saints, Daps. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of what I've seen from Ritter. Uh, very unimpressive. So I think Falcons are going to skid. Saints with their car and their solid defense. Kamara's back. Uh, I think the Saints can make some noise. We'll see. The Saints can definitely take that division, make the playoffs. The Bucks. I don't know. A lot of question marks in this division. Very tough. I could see the Saints or the Bucks winning this division. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Derek Carr, uh, just got to figure it out, man. Got to figure out that injury too. But that's how I see it as well. All right, let's get into our betting now, Daps. Um, all right, we're, we did okay last week. Uh, let's point it out. It looks like we were both about 500, maybe a little over 500 on our bets last week that we threw out there. So uh, you can follow us into these bets with a certain amount of confidence. You know, just just close your eyes and cross your fingers. Uh, but this first one up, Daps, uh, we can speed through them if you know you don't want any action on these. But let's go through every matchup because we do have buys now. So fewer games in the in the weeks. Uh, Bears at Commanders. Commanders, six and a half point favorites. Do you want any action in this game? I'll take the Bears with the points after what I saw from Fields last week. Okay. Awesome. Uh, any Anything else on that game that you wanted to say? Because I, I'm, I'm out on the action on this one, personally. Yeah, I just I like uh, I like what I saw from Fields last week. Like you said, what do the Bears have to lose? Like just let Fields play. You're you, the, the, obviously the whole Bears scheme and the whole offensive coordination was a disaster. It didn't work, and you might as well let the kid just throw the ball. What's he going to do? Throw four touchdowns and two interceptions, and they lose on a bad interception? It doesn't matter. Your scheme doesn't work, and you're not you're not moving the ball. So your fans aren't happy because at minimum you want to be scoring points and losing. Because at least you could show something to your fans. Hey, we got, you know, DJ Moore. We have Darnell Mooney. We have Cole Komet. We're throwing the ball around the, the, the field. We have, we have Herbert and Roshan. We got these running backs who, you know, look promising. We're, we're making plays. We're trying to win instead of having fields get sacked five times a game. So yeah. I'll take the Bears with the points. Howell looked decent last week in the end of that Eagles game. Looked like he might come back. But I've seen, yep. I've seen Howell make some bad throws too. So... In that situation, short rest, I'll take the points. For sure, somebody's got to win that one. Uh, I, I like your take on that one. I just don't trust the Bears staff to to do those things that we need them to do. So that's why I'm out on that one. I think they have the talent, just maybe not the coaching and the game plan to, to get it done there. Uh, Jags at Bills is the next game. The Bills are five-and-a-half-point favorites at home here. Uh, I'm out on this one as well. I think the Bills are going to win this. And the Jaguars have not looked great, but I expect the bounce back at some point. I think a close loss to the Bills would be a relative bounce back for where the Jaguars have been and kind of lead them on it. Like they can't they can't lose in a blowout. Otherwise, I think they're really heading in the wrong direction here. So they need to keep it close. Uh, maybe if push came to shove, I would bet on the Bills here. But I'm out on this one. Daps, are you betting on this one? So I'm. I'm high on the Bills in this. Uh, I feel like this should be closer to a 10-point spread. I think it's only 5.5 because they're playing in London at 9.30 a.m. 
So, and I think because of that, that's why the spread is not so big. So this is not a true home game for the Bills, whereas if they were going into Buffalo, the Jags would not have a chance. The Bills rolled the Dolphins, made them look like pretty pathetic, actually, last week. Everybody was so high on the Dolphins' top two nope. team. Obviously, that's not the case. They they basically did what the the Dolph what the Dolphins did to the Broncos, the Bills did to them. I mean, they didn't score seventy, but it was forty eight twenty, right? They got destroyed. They destroyed the Raiders. They're walking all over teams. The Bills are. Uh, they walked all over the Commanders. The Jaguars do not look impressive. The only thing that's fighting against the Bills right now is that travel to to you know overseas. So right. that could maybe hurt or shake the Bills up a little bit. They just lost Tre'Davious White to that ACL injury. Um, he's out for the season, but because of the lack of um, the lack of play from Lawrence that I've seen, he just doesn't look that impressive. I'm going Bills minus five and a half. Yeah, I think you pointed out the the keys to this game. Anything can happen with that much travel, and I do believe the Jaguars are already in London because they played there last week, so they stayed there. So they don't have they don't have jet lag jet lag to deal with uh should be interesting i think that's a, a good call out on why the spread is so close i'm staying away i see danger signs on that one just that's one of those like trap game types of things uh next one up here this one i am in the mix on texans at falcons uh falcons are one and a half point favorites i mean hey i don't need to see the same thing happen over and over again for me to develop an opinion on things i came into the season ready to believe in the texans uh I, I thought they'd start out pretty slow and then figure it out and, and be a better team than most people thought. I think they have good leadership. They have good talent in some key positions at least. And we've been seeing it, man. And it just takes them playing a kind of lowly or middling opponent. And I'm probably going to pick them more often than not this year. Uh, I think the Falcons qualify. I mean, the two and two Falcons, we know how they win, right? They win gross ground games. They hardly ever throw the ball to your point earlier. Ritter is not really the guy, but it doesn't seem to really matter in Atlanta who the quarterback is. They, they use him more like a running back than anything more often than not. Um, for that reason, I think the Texans come in here, play actual NFL football and, and maybe shock the world here. Shock the world. It's a one and a half point spread. Casey, come on, basically a pick them. Uh, but I got the Texans in this one. Uh, Dabs, how do you feel here? And I, I'll take the spread too. Why not take the points? I would probably not bet this game. Uh, just because I haven't seen enough tape on either of these guys. Ritter doesn't look good. CJ Stroud looks good. Because of that, I would lean towards the Texans. But to, to place an actual bet on that, probably not. Again, this is this is the area of the season where home teams get wins. So does that mean Ritter's going to get a win? Absolutely not. It just means I don't think I'm going to bet on it because if the Texans were 3-1 and one and they were rolling teams or, or winning like in really, really impressive ways – Maybe I'd lean more towards the Texans, but I'm going to stay off this game, I think. I hear you. I hear you. I know I'm the, the hot take on the Texans, but what can I say? I like them. All right, this next one, I'm out of the action. Nine-point spread scares me just about no matter who it is. Uh, but Daps, you in on this one? Panthers at Lions. Lions, nine-point favorites at home. I'm a heavy Lions bet on this one. The Lions roll the Packers in Green Bay. Wasn't even close the whole game. The Panthers look way less impressive than the Packers. Jordan Love looks way better than Bryce Young. The Panthers can't run the ball. I don't see any signs of the Lions offense slowing down. They haven't even unleashed Gibbs yet. David Montgomery is an absolute monster. 
they got Jamison Williams back, I think, this week. They already have receivers who are nuts. Amon Ra looks insane. Reynolds, Samuel Laporta's going off the, the, the tight end. So I like the Lions to win by three touchdowns in this one. Wow, love that. I love that. So I've been putting you down uh, for the spread bets on all these. I assume that's what you've been talking. You haven't said money line yet. So um, that's what it sounds like has been all your takes. Uh, next up, I believe I'm out on this one too. Yeah, this one I'm out on. It's just these teams. I, we're four games in the season, and I don't know who either of these teams are yet. And the line is so close. I don't feel confident one way or the other. We have the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts are one point favorites at home. Daps, are you in or out on this game? I'm probably out on this one as well. If I had to bet, I'd probably go with the Titans only because I I would assume that Vrabel can maybe scheme against the rookie quarterback, but I haven't seen enough of, uh, enough of Richardson, and I know he's he's got a number of you know 15 to 20 yard rushing touchdowns. So I'm sure it's difficult for some of these coaches to to create you know, blitzes or packages to keep him in the pocket and then he escapes. How do you, how do you plan against that? So I'm going to stay off that game. I agree with you. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Next one up. I am in on this one. Uh, you know, giants at dolphins, dolphins are 11 point favorites. Uh, okay. 11 points. Maybe you have more confidence in me in betting against that big of a spread, but I just think that's, there's just so much that could go wrong with that big of a spread. You know, if it's, if they win by 10 points, you lose that bet. Right. I mean, that would feel just frankly, like, like dog shit. And I don't want to feel that way. Uh, so I will bet this game, but I'm going to take that money line. I mean, that would suck to, to, to lose that much money on a game, but if there was ever a lock here, I just don't see a way that the giants actually come out on top in this game. Uh, are you in agreement? Are you in on this game at all? Uh, I think the Dolphins will roll, but again, it, it, I I hate betting on the Giants uh, for or against them just because they show up one week and they don't show up the next week and they're, they're just a weird team. The Dolphins could probably control the whole game and still only win by a touchdown or a field goal because Daniel Jones decides to play one half well. Um, so I'm probably off this game. If I had to, I'd probably take uh, the, the Dolphins minus 11, but I, I, I'm going to stay off that one. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, next one up, Saints at Pats. Pats are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home in Foxborough. Uh, I believe I'm out on this one. Daps, are you in? Are you out? What you got? I don't know if Derek Carr is playing. If he was, I'd, I'm definitely in on the Saints. Um, yeah. Mac Jones is just not that guy. He's never been that guy. I, out of college, I didn't think he was going to be that guy. Belichick, I, I don't know if um, he just thought he was good enough if Belichick was smart enough to coach Mac Jones up and, and create schemes for him to, uh, you know, get the job done, so to speak. But he's realizing that he's not Tom Brady, how good Tom Brady was. It's obviously seems like Tom Brady was more of the reason for them winning than Belichick at this present moment. But at the same time, you know, if Belichick had a, a let's say top 10 or top 15 quarterback in the league, you know, maybe he's, you know, Got the scheme on defense to get by a little a little better. Um, the Patriots do not look good. Belichick is really sneaky, though, so he could turn it around. I'm staying off that game. I agree with you. Just too many unknowns there. Next one up here, Ravens, four-and-a-half-point favorites in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Uh, I'll go ahead and start off on this one. This is another one. These teams, they they can look one week one way and then one week another way. 
The only outcome that I feel relatively certain of in this one, which I think goes against something you might have said earlier in the episode. Uh, don't want to put words in your mouth. But I do think the Ravens come out on top, at least in this one. I don't even know if they they beat the spread exactly. Uh, but I do like the Ravens to pull it out. So I guess I'd go Ravens money line here. Uh, daps you in, out. What you been? Um, I don't love betting against a home team and taking the, you know, minus the points. The only reason I would do it this week, though, is because Kenny Pickett got hurt at the end of the game. So he's either potentially not playing, and then I love the Ravens at minus four and a half, or he could potentially be playing injured, which I also love to bet on a team against an injured quarterback or a backup quarterback. Those are kind of uh, bets you got to take, I would say. You're definitely going to be in a higher percentile. If if you regularly bet against the backup quarterback, I think you're going to cover those spreads pretty often. So at this present moment, with Pickett's uncertainty, I'd go Ravens minus four and a half. All right. Daps has the Ravens with the spread. Good to see it. Um, I'll, I'll say not for nothing before we move on to the next one here. It's not 0% chance that Mitch Trubisky comes in, if he does indeed come in, uh, if Kenny Pickett can't go. It's not a 0% chance he comes in and doesn't look better. Uh, so keep that in mind also if he's named the starter for this next game. Next one up, we have Eagles at Rams. Ram, uh, Eagles are four-and-a-half-point favorites in L.A. versus the Rams. Uh, this one, I don't know, Daps, what you got here? I'm taking the Rams with the points. Rams plus four-and-a-half. I think the Rams are a sneaky good team. Matthew Stafford has the second most passing yards in the league as we sit here. Um, Stafford is throwing over 300 yards per game. The thing about Stafford is his, I think he has maybe three touchdowns and like five interceptions. Um, you can correct me on those stats, but it's close to that. And if he starts to flip that, remember Cooper Cup's going to come back soon. He's going to have Cooper Cup and Nakua. You can't double team both of them. One of them's going to be open. Um, that's going to open up the field for him. Kyron Williams looks really good. I think the Rams are a sneaky team to get in to the playoffs beat anybody they didn't beat the Niners but they played with them the whole game so um I like the points I could see the Eagles winning this could come down to a field goal but also if the Rams win this game I'm not surprised I like that you went with it went with the sneaky option with the Rams as the Eagles are the favorites uh that's probably the way I would go but I'm staying out of this game just too much if it just feels like a trap to me feels like a trap uh, I don't like any angle on it in particular, uh, but I, I like to call out for the Rams there. Always represent that NFC West, baby. Best division in football. Here we go. Uh, all right. Next up, the Bengals at the Cardinals. The Bengals still pulling the favorite spot in, in these lines. Uh, maybe they deserve it here, but maybe they don't. The Cardinals been looking weirdly okay. Bengals, three-point favorites in Arizona against the Cardinals. Daps, who do you have here? I'm definitely staying off of this game. I think the first thing that screams out to me is take the Cardinals plus three at home because of the way the Bengals have been playing. And then the flip side of that is are the, the Bengals have to turn it around at some point, right? The Bengals maybe, maybe have not. to turn it around at some point, right? That's what you keep saying. And every week it's they beat the Rams and then you think, oh, and then they play the way they played last week. I don't want to bet on on this because I don't want to be the one betting on that one week that the the Bengals turn the tables. I I, I get you. I get where you're coming from. Uh, I, I am in agreement with the the first thing you threw out there, though. I am going to take the Cardinals here uh, with the points. 
maybe the Bengals do bounce back. Maybe, maybe that happens. I've been saying it for weeks, but this week I'm not a believer in that. I don't think it'll be this week if it does happen this year. And the Cardinals are not this pushover team that we came into the season thinking they were. Josh Dobbs, an absolute baller. Can't imagine being named the starter of an NFL quarterback within two weeks of the first game, not even being on the roster within two weeks of the first game, and then being named the starter just last minute. I don't know how they're doing what they're doing, but it feels like it's this backyard football vibe, and they're kind of working it out, and I like it. They're all playing for contracts, it seems like, next year, because it doesn't seem like they'll really be in Arizona. They're going to have a new-look team next year, but Josh Jobs wants to be a starter in the NFL, and I'm in for it, baby. I like it. Maybe they don't even win here, but I think they keep it close enough, and maybe sneakily I like them to win. I'm not sure, but I'll take the points. Uh, Cardinals spread. That's what I got. Next up, Jets at Broncos. Broncos are two-point favorites. That might be the only time we say that this whole year. Uh, but they are two-point favorites at home. Dabs, are you betting this one? No chance am I touching this game. <laughs> All right, and that's how I feel as well. Let's keep it moving uh, for time's sake here. Kansas City, five-point favorites in Minnesota against the Vikings. You like this one any better? This is tough, too. Um, you know, you want to take the Chiefs because they're so good, but... At the same time, the Vikings really need a win. They're at home, plus five points at home. I'd probably have to take the points in this game. Um, I don't love betting on either. I probably think the over is going to hit 53. Yeah, um, but I like that too. I, I, this is this seems like a bit of a trap with the Chiefs minus five. I mean, the Chiefs were minus nine and a half against the Jets and didn't cover, right? So. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm out on this one. Feels like a trap game as well. This one uh, has similar feelings to Eagles at Rams. I just I don't know. Maybe these these teams being at home, I, I see them. I, I don't know. I just don't know what to think. Uh, and I'm not going to say I don't know again about these games. So moving on to the next matchup, I am in on this one. I'll bust it open for us. We got the Cowboys at the Niners. Niners are four point favorites at home. And maybe this is a hot take, but I feel like this is just disrespectful. I know the Cowboys have looked good. For the most part, but they had one really bad game. They've lost uh, digs on the back end of that defense. That's a huge loss for them. I think that has been pretty understated. Uh, they had a little bounce back win, but they, I mean, they, they just don't look like the Niners to me. The Niners just look like firing on all cylinders, uh, top five in every single position group in the NFL, maybe except for quarterback. But honestly, the way Brock Purdy has been playing, can you say he's not been playing good? I don't know. I think he's been playing out of control uh, in a good way. And uh, I got the Niners here. Uh, they're they're going to cover the spread, I think. That's that's the way. That, or actually, I think I took them on the money line just because I don't want the Niners to win by three and then feel like I uh, pooped in my pants on this bet. I, I just want them to win this game. So that's how I got this bet. Yeah, so I think the, the Cowboys and the Niners are kind of – in a very, very similar situation. And what I mean by that is um, they're really, they've both demolishing teams, but they're bad teams. The Cowboys and the Niners have not beat, none of them have beat a team with a winning record at this moment. So the Cowboys demolish the Jets who stink, the Giants who stink, and now the Patriots who stink. None of those teams have winning records. Then they lose to the Cardinals, which is, Horrible. At the same time, though, remember the Cardinals lost. They had three of their offensive linemen not playing, which is, and they're two of those are Pro Bowlers. So there's a little asterisk on that loss. I, I'd like to see that same way the Niners have an asterisk on their loss last year to the Eagles. And then you flip over to the Niners. They demolished the Steelers. They inch out the game against the Rams by a touchdown. They demolished the Giants and the Cardinals. 
So the Niners have not beat a team with uh, a winning record either. So this is kind of um, a really fun matchup as a fan of football to watch. I am excited to finally see these two teams play one another because now it's like, now you're playing a good team. What do you do when you play a good team? So the Niners, uh, I'm taking the Niners. Uh, I took them already minus three and a half. So I like them to win at home and I'm taking, but if the, if the, if Dallas was home, I probably would not be betting on the Niners, right? I'd probably stay off the game and just watch it. Uh, I think I like the over. All right. And you got the, the Niners against the spread there is what you liked. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, not for nothing. You know, you did, you did give props a little bit to the Rams and the Cardinals, uh, in some of these other matchups leading up to this, uh, the Niners beat both of those teams and that's, those are interdivision rivals. And I think the NFC West is better than people gave it credit for at the beginning of the season, uh, in the preseason, maybe the NFC West is what the NFC East was last year, where it's just this powerhouse division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I was saying was none of the teams have a winning record. That's that's true. But at this point in the season with only four games in their belts, even just one loss skews you so hard to being a five. Well, it's also absolutely. And it's also, you know, there's only so many teams with winning records. You've only played four teams so far. So this is this is the 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 point at which you know the rubber hits the road right like yeah cowboys niners you're both looking strong on defense your offenses are clicking cowboys have a bad loss niners don't on paper niners should beat them but if the cowboys win is anybody surprised i don't think so Stephen a smith will have a bunch to say though i agree all right uh last matchup here the monday night game there is only one monday night this week right yep there is only one monday night love that Let's keep it that way, NFL. Nobody wants to see two Monday night games overlapping one another. Don't know what that was all about. Uh, all right, Packers, two-point favorites in Las Vegas against the Raiders. Daps, I think I'm out of the action on this one as, uh, as kind of uh, anticlimactic as that is in the last matchup of the week. But are you betting this one? And which way are you betting if you are? I think the Packers go in and they get the win, um, mainly because the Raiders have a backup quarterback playing and – First start ever last week. I don't think he looked horrible. I didn't get a chance to really watch that game. But they were playing from behind, and the Packers have looked solid uh, throughout the year. So they got rolled by the Lions. They got to come back and get a win. Um, Jordan Love has definitely looked impressive at times this year. Uh, The Raiders, obviously, Chandler Jones, they're in the media. It's always something with the Raiders getting arrested. They just can't stay out of the papers. I just don't like the Raiders ever. I never like the Raiders to win. I don't like their team. I don't like anything about their. I like Devontae Adams. I like Josh Jacobs. That's about it. I just I don't see them putting together a win. They they did this all last year too with Derek Carr. They lost like seven games within a touchdown or less. Um, and now Jimmy G is is worse than Derek Carr in my opinion. So they're in a really tough division. I just don't like the Raiders. Okay, so just to firm that up, Packers. Spread Packers minus Depth. two. Yep. All right. Love that. Love that. Okay. We got those picks in. All right. Really quick. I do have seen some uh, some player props here just to go over really quickly. These are the ones I've kind of plucked out of the air. And I want to see what you think on these ones. Did expect John to be here. I threw in some of these Miami player props as he's loved Tyreek in these. Let me give another couple of zooms here. And uh, first one up. Here, let's just take these one at a time here. Uh, Tua, 275 
and a half passing yards over or under Daps, Do you like betting on this or are you out? I'd probably go under uh, the dolphins are rushing for like 200 yards a game. So with that being said, they are averaging over 500 yards a game. So that would mean that if they rush for 200, they would throw for 300. Um, but I, I'm going to go under on that. The giants aren't good. If they go up early, there's going to be no, no need to pass. I like that. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, Hey, on the back of that one, uh, Tyree kill 89 and a half receiving yards. I don't know if that just goes in lockstep here. Do you like the under there? Or do you have uh, different thoughts on Tyree kill here? Cause I'm out on, think- on both of these ones. I probably like the over there just because I could see Tyreek going off for like a 50, 60 yard, you know, reception. Any given play. Yeah. And that's, you know, he's already halfway there with one catch. So I'll go over on that one. Love that. All right. So uh, if you haven't noticed the theme here, it's quarterbacks and their, uh, their targets here, their number one targets. Uh, next up, Houston. So we have Stroud and Collins as the two pack here. I like the over on both of these. Stroud at 240 and a half passing yards. I think he's cleared that every game except for week one so far and i don't see any signs of him slowing down i did pick them to win this week too so this kind of all fits together for me i will take stroud on that over and nico collins i think it's the same story i think he's done this every week but one so far if i'm not mistaken and again i think he's emerging as the real number one it's uh you know tank dell has looked okay uh but i think nico collins is the real alpha here and i think this is actually a new duo that that you know keep your eyes on these guys for the next few years i'll take the over on both of these dabs how do you feel about these uh same way i like the over on both Ooh, okay he's gonna ride with me folks all right all right i'll add you to those afterwards so dabs is in with me on those ones and the last two pack we have here the arizona guys josh dobbs and marquise brown uh josh dobbs his line is at 192 and a half passing yards Marquise Brown at 47 and a half receiving yards. I like the over on both. Uh, this is another one of those. I think I said I was out of this action, but I liked the Cardinals like a sneaky amount, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I'm going to take them on both of these. I think I think these are pretty low lines, actually, for guys of, of this caliber at this point in the season. Daps, where do you uh, where do you fall on these guys? I think I'm going to go under on both of those. Um, I just... I haven't seen enough from Dobbs. I think that they don't have tape on him. I think he can run the ball extremely well. Hollywood Brown is super inconsistent, so I just don't know how many yards he can put up. We're going to find out. Um, listen, I'm not hating on Dobbs. I, I could see him going over, but I could also see him throwing for 175, rushing for 75, and they get the win. You know, We'll, we'll see how, how – listen, the Bengals have a pretty solid defense. They play the Rams extremely tough. I think it was 19-16. to 16. And I don't think the Cardinals have the as good of an offense as the Rams. So, excellent. Well, I mean that is that is our betting portion. Hopefully, y'all found something that you liked that we talked about here. Maybe we opened your eyes to some bets that are out there and opportunities for you. Uh, Daps, I had a great time. We we lined up on quite a few bets, and we also disagreed on some. So interesting to see how this will shake out. Uh, until next time, guys. This has been overtime operators with Casey and Daps, and we will catch you on the next one. See ya.